The Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, What? No Butler? And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. It is about 7 o'clock one May morning when I am standing at the corner of 50th and Broadway, and along comes Ambrose Hammer, the drama critic. Now, I am very surprised indeed to see Ambrose at such an hour as 7 a.m. and mention it to him. And he answers as follows. I might ask you the same question, Broadway. What are you doing out at 7 a.m.? I am just going home. So am I. There's one thing I can't stand. It's daylight. Especially when it comes up this early. Yes. I notice you have got your throat in a bandage, Ambrose. What is the matter? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Just a little sore throat. Oh, in May? Well, since I have my throat at all times of the year, what is strange about it? I'm just making conversation. Look at all the citizens going to work at this hour. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I guess I will be going. Uh Uh-huh. I guess I will, too. It's depressing to be out at this hour, and... And what? Look, isn't that Johnny Brannigan coming along? Yeah, it is. My, my, I never know 7 a.m. is such a busy time. I wonder what he's doing out so early. Why wonder about what a plainclothes gendarme is doing any time? Wait a second. Hey, out, Johnny! A Brannigan! Hello, Ambrose. Morning, Broadway. Hiya, Johnny. You pounding a beat, Johnny? Nope. Going to see about a murder. What? Who's? Mr. Justin Veazey. Justin Veazey? Somebody pumps him? Got a call from his housekeeper, Mrs. Swanson. She says Veezy looks as if he is very much dead. I'm going to investigate the rumor. You guys want to come along? You bet. Well, not bad for 7 a.m. The day is only seven hours old, and already things are looking up. Veezy would give you an argument on that. However, coming along, Broadway? Well, I have a choice to make. I can stand here and watch people hurry into work, or I can go look at a dead guy. Hmm. Let us go. go. And this is the beginning of a very strange murder case indeed. One that baffles the police and everybody else until, well, that is a story I will tell you in a minute. Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, What? No Butler? It seems that Justin Veazey lives in West 56th Street in an apartment building he owns. Maybe I better tell you that Mr. Justin Veazey is very rich and has a very bad reputation along Broadway especially with the dollar. But since he has so many potatoes, it is considered bad form indeed to criticize Mr. Justin Beasy. Well, Ambrose and I are standing to one side, watching Johnny Brannigan and the rest of the gendarmes go over the joint. Ambrose says to me, The 
Does anything strike you as peculiar, Broadway? Other than the fact that it is only a little after seven and I am still up, nothing is peculiar. Take a look at Justin Vesey. I cannot. I take one look before. He looks worse dead than he does alive. Hmm. He's got on evening clothes. I see that. And on the table next to him is a pile of etchings. He is an art lover. Huh? Him? Only in its live form. Well, what is peculiar, then? Evening clothes, a pile of etchings on the table next to where he's sitting. What are you mumbling about, Ambrose? Oh, uh, nothing, Johnny, nothing. Uh, What did you find? The place is clean. Every window locked and barred. Back door locked and bolted from the inside. And the front door fastened by a snap catch. Oh. Then whoever did it might still be inside this place. Sure. He makes himself invisible. Himself? I said he... Huh? You use the masculine pronoun. In other words, you think a man did it. Look, Ambrose, stop playing detective. Stick to drama. Murder is drama? Well, somebody rings down the curtain on Mr. Beasy. No fingerprints, no nothing. What was the cause of death? I'm waiting for the medical examiner to get finished. How about a doc? Got anything? Oh, little Johnny. Like what? He's dead all right, positively. If he is not, a dollar will win you a trip around the world. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, I'll see you later. Wait a minute. Doc, what killed him? Oh, oh of course. Almost forgot. Broken neck. Broken neck? You sure? Mm, of course. Come on over. I'll show you. I will wait here. Come on, Broadway. Maybe we will learn something. Anything I wish to learn, I will do so from live acquaintances. There is nothing Mr. Beasy can teach me now. I've got a theory. Come on. Always a theory. Okay, okay. Okay, Doc. Let's have it. Yeah, note these marks here on his neck. Made by hands powerful enough to break his neck like that. Big guy, huh, Doc? Mm, very strong person, certainly. But the etchings on the table. Hmm, etchings? Give up, Ambrose. You know any doll strong enough to break a man's neck like that? I'll look around. Yeah, wait a minute. I have got an idea. Oh? What, Broadway? The butler. All murders are committed by butlers. This is an open and shut case, like that. <laughs> VZ didn't have a butler. There has <laughs> got to be one. Only his housekeeper. What about her, Johnny? Clean. Milkman saw her come in at six. A couple of seconds later, she came running out, screaming at the top of her lungs. Not long enough to uh, do this, huh? Not a chance, huh, Doc? The housekeeper's thin and small. She can never break a neck. Okay. We look for the guy who did it. Or the Dow. Have it your way, Ambrose, but get out of mine. Oh, sure, sure. Let's go, Broadway. Gladly. Uh, just a minute, Hammer. Uh, yes, Doc? Something wrong with your throat? Uh, just a little sore. Mm. Doing anything for us? Uh, sure. Oh, good, good. Don't let a thing like that run on can take you away like that. Thanks. I'll remember that. Come on, Broadway. Well, the Scraggin' of Mr. Justin Beasy is a very great sensation, and the newspapers make a lot of it. The gymnoms are very puzzled and ask a great many questions of certain guys and dolls as to where they are at such and such an hour on such and such a date. It is quite amazing how few guys and dolls can remember this offhand, especially dolls. Anyhow, it comes up a week later, and I am sitting in Mindy's when in walks Ambrose Hammer. 
He sees me and hurries over, and the scene is as follows. Aha, Broadway. Just the guy I'm looking for. Why? Listen, remember the Justin Vesey murder? Huh. I'm not likely to forget it like that. Well, I still say it was a doll who did it. Ambrose, there is no doll strong enough to do such a thing as break a man's neck. No, I wonder about that. Look, why do you not stick to drama criticizing and lay off of the detective business? This case interests me. The butler does it. There was no butler. In all the mystery plays I see and the books I read, it is always the butler. Listen, how would you like to follow up this thing with me? Me? Horning on Gendarm's business? What will my friends think? Oh, no, thank you. But I've got an idea. You always have an idea. His evening clothes. The pile of etchings. Yeah, I read in the papers they find your fingerprints on the etching. Sure, I was there. I picked them up. Okay, let him arrest you. Broadway. Doing anything tonight? What has that got to do with anything? I'm going to take you with me. To the Club Tangier. Eh, the food there is terrible. Who asked you to eat? The drinks are worse. Who asked you to drink? What else is there to do there? There's a floor show. There is always a floor show right outside Mindy's on Broadway. And it is free. Come with me. I want to show you something. Oh, what? Ila Ila. Ila Hula? The Arabian dancing girl. Ambrose, now I know you are coming loose from your head. All of a sudden, you wish to take me to look at an Arabian dancing girl. I wish to have no truck with dancing girls, Arabian or Flatbush type. She's an acrobatic dancer. I get pains in my back watching such a dance. She does a very interesting dance. In fact, she's a very interesting person. Very interesting. How do you know? I, uh, well, I, I, I met her a few times. Uh-huh. What do you mean, uh-huh? Nothing, nothing at all. Well, then why do you say it? I always say oh ho when I feel like saying it. Look, you're coming with me or not? All right, Ambrose, I will come with you tonight. Right now. But the Club Tangiers does not open until... We are going there tonight. Right now, we are going to see Mrs. Swanson, Mr. Justin Vesey's housekeeper. I do not know what Ambrose is hiding up his sleeve. Only when Ambrose Hammer acts mysterious, it usually means a very interesting time will be had by one and all. So... I tag along to a place on 2nd Avenue where Mrs. Swanson hangs out. And there, the scene is as follows. Now, Mrs. Swanson, don't be afraid. I've just come to ask a few questions. Uh, are you a policeman? Ha! Shut up, Broadway. Uh, no, Mrs. Swanson, I am not a policeman. My name is Ambrose Hammer. I'm a dramatic critic. Oh, yes, I read your columns. Sometimes. Sometimes? But I never buy the paper. Once in a while, I find one in a wastebasket. Oh. Oh, well, that's neither here nor there. Mrs. Swanson, uh, now, about uh, Mr. Justin Vesey. He's dead. I know it. Everybody knows it. Then why'd you ask me? I didn't ask you anything yet. You asked me about Mr. Vesey, poor soul. His neck was broken. You're like that. I found him, you know. I don't know what this world is coming to. A person can't sit in his own apartment without getting a broken neck. Things are bad all over, Mrs. Swanson. I know. Why, just the other day I was saying to Mr. Rigsby... Wait Mr. a minute, wait a minute, Mrs. Swanson. Who had keys to Mr. Vesey's apartment? Why, uh, just him and me. There was all special locks on the doors. Hmm. How many keys did you have? The one to the front. That's the way I always went in. 
That is, up to the time I found poor Miss Vesey with his neck broken. Sitting up in a chair he was like this straight. I talked to him, but he didn't answer. I can understand that. A broken neck does not lead easily to conversation. It sure don't. Look, did Mr. Vesey ever entertain, uh, ladies? Huh. What does that mean? I don't like to talk of the dead or of the living either. But I will say that many's the time I got there and... Well, did you see anybody leaving the apartment when you got there? Not a soul. Only nothing. So, that is that, Ambrose. Nobody leaves. There are only two keys to the front, and the back is locked and bolted from the inside. That's right. And your key, you always had that? Always. Until I gave it to the police. Oh, well. Thanks, Mrs. Swanson. I guess that's all. Ain't you going to ask me how he looked or anything like that? I don't think so. Goodbye, Mrs. Swanson, and thanks very much. Anytime I can get a paper for you, let me know. I have a large acquaintance with wastebaskets. Come on, Broadway. Goodbye, Mrs. Swanson. You must come and see me sometime. Where do you live? Goodbye. Oh, uh, I beg your pardon. Well, what's the idea? Well, I, I don't know what you mean. You are listening outside this door. Oh, no, no, I... Uh, I just came to see Mrs. Swanson. Why, it's Mr. Rigsby. He lives next door. Yes, uh, next door. I, uh, I was just going to... Uh... Just going to what, Mr. Rigsby? Well, I... I was going to make some tea, but I have no tea, so I came to borrow some. Uh, Mrs. Swanson, do you think you could oblige me? Oh, dear, Mr. Rigsby, sure, I can... I'll make you some. Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't dream of it. You sure you weren't listening outside the door? Why should I? Yes, why should he? It is just a question. Come in, Ambrose. Yes. Yes, I am. Let's go. Well, Mrs. Swanson tells Ambrose nothing he does not know already. But I notice that Ambrose is thinking hard when we leave and does not say much, which is a change indeed for him. Anyway, I leave him then, and he says he will pick me up that night and we will go to the Club Tangiers to see Ela Ela, the Arabian acrobatic dancer. Now, what Ela Ela has to do with the deceasing of Mr. Justin Beasy, I cannot understand. But I find out later. And what I find out, I will tell you in a minute. <laughs> Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, What, No Butler? So it comes up that night. Sure enough, Ambrose comes after me and we go to the Club Tangiers. He makes me sit through what they call a floor show there. Although it is nothing but a quick look at some dolls who pass through, a guy sings half a chorus or something or other, and the waiter gives you your check and you are supposed to make room for the next story. However, Ambrose sits tight until the two o'clock show, and we see Ela Ela. Now, I admit that she is something to watch, because she does her act in some veils that get in her way, so she takes them off. She's just about finished when Ambrose says to me, Let's go, Broadway. What? 
But Ambrose, she has not finished yet. There are still some veils left. I want to get to her dressing room before she dies. Oh, that is different. Let us go. One good thing about being a dramatic critic, nobody stops you when you want to go backstage. Uh, this way. Well, what do you expect to find out from her? You saw her act. Well, yes. As you say, it is very interesting. Uh-huh. However, she is a doll. Now, you know a doll does not scrag Mr. Justin Beasy. I still say you saw her act. All right, I see her act. What does that mean? You'll see. Now, I... What is the matter? I... You know, I... I could have sworn I saw him just then. You see who? That Rigsby character, the one we saw this afternoon at Mrs. Swanston's. Ambrose, you are seeing things. I do not think such a citizen is a patron of the Club Tangier. Uh, I guess not. Okay, here we are. Do you ever knock on a door? I get better results without doing it. Now what do we do? Sit down, Broadway. I want her to be surprised when she comes in. Now, I think that is already arranged. Two strange citizens in her dressing room is quite a surprise. Hold it. Hey, what the devil? Hello, Hila. Hey, what are you doing here? Came to see you, baby. I told you the last time we were together. The last time? Ambrose, how many Arabians do you know? Broadway, meet Miss Cleghorn, the only Brooklyn Arabian in the world. Ambrose, what do you want? Just a little information. The answer is still no. So not that kind of information. No, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm very interested in Justin Vesey's sudden departure from this veil of tears. Justin Vesey? So how does that figure you to come in here in my dressing room? You knew him, didn't you? There is no doll on Broadway that does not. That's right. Why should I be different? Maybe you're different enough to kill him. What are you talking about? Look, I... Oh, look. I've done a lot of checking up. The last person who saw Vizi was a cab driver. Cab driver? Huh. Vizi never took a cab in his life. That's right. But the cab driver saw him come out with you. Well? So what does that prove? Where'd you go with him? Since when are you a cop? I'm interested only in bringing the perpetrator of this foul deed to justice. Foul deed? Foul deed? Listen, you lodge, anybody who knocked over that cookie did the world a favor. I guess this is Arabian like. You shut up. Okay. So you admit you didn't like it. Get out of here. Only Beezy and his housekeeper had a key to the front door. The only way anybody could have gone in. Easy was still in evening clothes, which proves he went right home after being here. I didn't kill him. His neck was broke. Sure, sure it was. So I did it. You've got strong hands and wrists from your act. Any doll that can stand on her hands for three minutes is bound to have strong hands and wrists. I didn't kill him. Now get out of here before I call the bouncer and get you tossed out on your ear. Okay, okay. Go on, and you go with him. Who, me? Yes, you. Look, Eli. I didn't say I'd turn you over to the cops. All I'm interested in is finding out who did it. Now, everybody knows Beezy was an old stinker. So are you. That is beside the point. Beat it! Uh, okay. Come on, Broadway. Boy, you're getting hot water that time, Ambrose. I give you my word, Broadway. I wasn't going to tell the police. What do I care if Mr. Justin Beezy meets a deserved end? I'm interested in murder cases only from an academic standpoint. They arouse my curiosity. You know, Ambrose, that doll in there is a very cool customer. Huh? What do you mean? Not once does she forget to hold on to her veils while you are talking. I am watching her at all times uh, to remind her in case her memory fails in this respect. <laughs>
So I leave Ambrose and he leaves me. And for a couple, three days, nothing happens. The cops are still scratching their heads, wondering who puts the ice on Mr. Justin Deasy. They ask so many questions of so many citizens that various of the local characters are thinking of knocking off somebody else just for variety. Then it comes up one night, and I am in Minnie. I am sitting with Ambrose Hammer, who is very morose and easy. Then somebody comes over, and who is it but Johnny Branning, who sits down and says, Hello, Broadway. Ambrose? Oh, Johnny, how are things? Looking up. How are they with you, Ambrose? Not good. I've got to be going. No, I want to talk to you, Ambrose. What about? About the case of Mr. Justin Veazey, the late Mr. Veazey. I don't want any more to do with that. My, you cooled off all of a sudden, huh? Meaning what? Look, I'm a cop, not a dumb one either. What difference does that make in my life? Ambrose, you went to see Mrs. Swanson with Broadway. Look, Johnny, I assure you that I have nothing at all to do with anything. You're clean, Broadway. It's just that you hang around with this character. What's on your mind, Johnny? Everybody and anybody who knew Veazey or had anything to do with him has been under surveillance ever since the murder. And that includes a doll named Ela Ela. So? You know her, don't you? Slightly. Ha! So slightly you made a great big play for her. I'm interested in her art. Okay. So I'll paint a picture for you. With her in it. The night Veazey was killed, you had a bandage on your throat. What of it? I found out from various sources that you had a date with Ela Ela one night. The next day, you come around with that bandage. Well, I still say, what of it? I checked with the doctor you went to. He said your neck was bruised, as though somebody with strong hands... Johnny, Johnny, you're barking up the wrong tree. Am I? I also know you went to see Ela Ela just a couple of nights ago. Why? To say hello. That right, Broadway? Is that all he said? Johnny, look, I am in this only because it is of a May morning at 7 a.m. that I am standing on the Skip corner... It. Ambrose, the owner of the club Tangier, says that Ela Ela was upset. Now, what made her so upset? Why don't you ask her? I will. In fact, I just gave my boys orders to pick her up for questioning. Johnny, you mean you know she puts the blot on Mr. Justin Beasley? Broadway... I wish to apologize to Mr. Ambrose Hammer. Once I told him to stop being a detective. Now I take my hat off to him. And, uh, incidentally, I want both of you to come along with me to headquarters. Well, this is a fine turn of a bit. And all because I stand in a corner at 7 a.m. It just goes to show that nobody should be up that early. Anyway, we get to headquarters. Eli, Eli, the Arabian acrobatic dancer is there, and the scene is thus. Now, look, Eli, we know you went to Veazey's apartment. The what? That's a crime? That's right. Is it a crime? Keep out of this, Hammer. Eli, we finally found somebody who saw you leave about 5.30 that morning. All right, I left at 5.30. I was only there a few minutes, and he got brave. Okay. You left the Club Tangiers with him at 5, left him at 5.30. Now, what happened between those times? I... Johnny? Johnny, I'll tell you. I killed Justin Vesey. <laughs> You're nuts. 
I found you standing with Broadway on the corner that morning. Also, we can put down every minute of your time up to when I saw you. <laughs> Ambrose, you tried to save me. You, you're wonderful. I'm, I'm sorry I tried to break your neck that night. It's all right, baby. You didn't hurt much. I'll make it up to you. Look, let's go have a cup of coffee and talk things over. All right. You're wonderful. Hammer, stop taking prisoners out of here. Look, Johnny, she told you she didn't do it. Now, what more do you want? I'll tell you. Minnie Cleghorn, sometimes known as Ela Ela, I hereby place you under arrest on suspicion of the murder of Justin Vesey on the morning of the... Let go! Let go! Look, it's that Rigsby citizen. Rigsby? Lieutenant Brannigan, I have a statement to make. Who is this? Not who let him in? Get him out! No! I have a statement to make, and I stand on my constitutional rights to make it. And in comes Rigsby. Now, what he says and how it all comes out, I will tell you in a minute. rushes in before anybody can stop it. Johnny Brannigan is very angry, but Rigsby yells that he wishes to make a statement. So he sits down and says, This this girl is innocent, Lieutenant. Yeah, sure. And I suppose you're going to tell me you put the chill on Justin Vesey. Right. I'm afraid that's right, Lieutenant. What? You? Everybody kills Mr. Justin Vesey. How unpopular can a citizen get? Shut up. You, Rigsby, what are you talking about? You didn't even know Vesey. But I did. You're lying. We know everybody who knew him. He's never been out of New York. Nevertheless, I knew him. That is indirectly. Indirectly? Look, Rigsby, let's have it straight. You want to wear my badge, Hammer? Shine it up and I will. One more crack and I'll throw you in the cooler. Will you please listen to me? Go ahead, Rigsby. But the chances are ten to one you're another crackpot. I am not a crackpot. Perhaps this will convince you. What's that? A key to Mr. Vesey's front door. Huh? Check it. It'll fit. You see, I heard Mrs. Swanson talk about Mr. Vesey and all the money he had. I, I became friendly with her, and when I had an opportunity, I took the key she had, made a wax impression, and had a copy made. That's how I got in. Oh, I see. I got in while he was out, intending to rob his apartment. I'm really ashamed of myself for even thinking of it. But if I'd not been out of work... Never mind that. What's the risk? I heard him come in. I hid. He, he came in with this young lady... I'm afraid he wasn't as interested in showing her the etchings as he was in... Well, there was a struggle. That's right. Beezy chased me around, and I... I fainted. You fainted? Can't a lady faint? She did. I I thought I had an opportunity to escape, but Mr. Beezy saw me. He grappled with me. I, I'm afraid I was a bit too strong. Well, that's all. And when I came to, Beezy was... I thought he was out. I beat it, and then I was afraid to say anything when I heard he was dead. Oh, you poor baby. Save that for later. Okay, Rigsby, will you sign a confession? Oh, yes. I I couldn't let this young lady be punished for my crime. This is very nice of you, Rigsby. Thank you, sir. Eh? Now, now, what I mean is, Rigsby, how come a nice fellow like you tries to rob Mr. Justin Beasy? I was out of work, sir. With no likelihood of getting any. 
You see, I... I just couldn't take any job. After all, I've worked for some of the best families. If I may say so, sir, I'm a very excellent butler. And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, What, No Butler?, Listen in again next week for The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the story is adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production. <laughs>